All eyes on Las Vegas for round zero of the National Rugby League 2024. The naughty boys have been cleared to take off. The fixer at Legion Stadium is well and truly gathering momentum. There's a bit happening too on the home front with player movements, injuries and the like. So I thought I'd catch up with our friend Mike Mealwood from The Raw, the editor of Raw Rugby League, to discuss it all. He's on the line right now. G'day, Mike. Hey, how are you? I'm very well. Look, I know you're a fan of International Rugby League and the World Club Challenge and the rest of it. Uh, do you like this idea, because I haven't asked you this, of the NRL taking the game to the USA? Well, yeah, in principle, yeah. Actually, um, Wigan, was support- Wigan actually applied, to be on it, to be sort of the third wheel to the Vegas thing as the World Club Challenge. And I think that would be my, that would have been absolutely brilliant as well. Mm. And, uh, you know, lest we forget we've done this before. Leeds played uh, South once in Florida. So there's no new ideas in rugby league. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I only wish that the Raw was paying for me to go to Vegas for a week. But, yeah. we don't get that far. No, everyone's lining up, aren't they? They're looking for a trip, maybe have a little punt, go to the Sphere, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be a, a crazy couple of weeks. So the Seagulls and Rabbitohs, Roosters and Broncos, it's interesting just on the South Sydney, Mike, we had the news that, that Campbell Grain, that sternum injury is out, is going to be out for the good part of, of six months. What sort of damage does that do to their premiership aspirations? They were one of the disappointments, weren't they, of 2023? I know you like their style of play, you like the acquisition acquisition of Jack White. How do you see their fortunes this year, South Sydney? Well, obviously, like it's a blow not having Campbell Graham. And, you know, he's he's been managed for this. I remember chatting to him in the first Origin camp when he was wearing his civvies and he wasn't having his photo talk. And I went and asked him why. And he says, because I'm not playing. Mm. Um, and it was because of his sternum then. So he's been carrying this for a very long time. Um, and it's really quite amazing that he got this far. And I'm sure if South said the time again, that they've had him under the knife at the end of last season or as soon as they knew they couldn't make the final. Um, but look, if there was one position they could afford to lose a player, centre would be it. Because you've got Isaiah Tass, who I thought was pretty, right, pretty all right last year in the left centre role who was getting moved out for Jack White and so I guess they can move him over to the right hand side and you'll probably see I mean I certainly hope we'll see Tyron Monroe who's a very exciting player you know we've seen a bit of him in the top grade I think three games last year um yeah I'd, I'd say if they were going to lose somebody from anywhere centre is the place they could lose it and I think the most important thing really is that that left edge stays intact because that's where that's where they do their best work and um yeah I, mean, I kind of rate Isaiah Tass I think he can what he does will work on both sides of the field. So I think they'll be, they should be all right. And look, if it's a six month injury, you might end up Campbell Graham coming back fresh for the important part of the season as well, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. If you're, um, you know, if you're getting to the point, end, you bring back a guy of his quality, like I really rate him as a player. So it might work out in the end as being sort of not as bad as losing one of your best players for six months could be, put it that way. Have you done your top eight predictions for 2024 yet? I know it's sort of incumbent upon a lot of the journos, isn't it, to, to make some early calls? Well, it's, do you know what, right? This is a very unusual thing. So I've done a lot of stats work, a lot of previews across all 17 teams. You know, we've got to find stuff stuff to do in the off-season. <laughs> yes. um, but, they, yeah, it's, there's probably, of the 17, I reckon you could make an argument that about 14 of them are going to get better. Yeah. I struggle to see how the Dragons Raiders get better. Thanks, mate. Maybe the Cowboys. Mm. But, um but everybody else, I can see upsides for them. I mean, it's all context, right? But I think last year, you look at the teams who didn't make the eight, who just missed out. So South, uh, Parramatta, Cowboys and Manly. Mm. I don't see any of them being as bad. Cowboys is hard to argue, but the other three I see definitely improving. Yeah. 
which means that you've suddenly got a, t a pretty tight, what was already quite a log jam, sort of between fifth, fifth and what, 13th, gets even tighter. I can see Newcastle being better. I can definitely see the Titans being better, mm. see the Tigers being better. I mean, anything couldn't, it couldn't be much worse, to be honest. But, <laughs> better than last um, year's. Yeah, but yeah. if you like, if you look last year, for example, like the more the more I've done, sort of rewatched and read the stats and stuff like that, I think you know a lot of things went wrong for South in terms of injuries, in terms of origin. You know, same for Parramatta, same for Manly. Mm. I think Manly will definitely. I mean, I'm I'm literally we are you are speaking to me live from uh, from the middle of Manly where I live, so I would be biased. They're going to get pitchforks out in the street if I don't say the sequels so are going to go well, <laughs> and they are my team. But I'd, I'd like. I'm really confident in the style that they were playing with the bad side last year. And I think if you could play that style with a, you know, with Tabojevic and sort of Ruben Garrick and people like this properly on deck, then that could be a really exciting team to watch. I don't yeah. know how many games it would win, but yeah. it score a lot of points. And I think it's, it's everybody's obviously at the start of the season, everyone sees the upside and everything, but it's, it is really difficult not to see that several teams have improved who didn't do well last year. And the teams who did do well last year, I think of like Newcastle, I think of Cronulla, I don't think they've got any worse. You know, they haven't really lost any major players, and um, and they've. All, I tend to think that teams that don't add or lose that many players just get better through cohesion reasons, for cohesion reasons anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see how it's going to go, and I can't think of a, cl a closer comp. Like I think Penrith will come back, I think the Broncos will come back, yeah. and really anything could happen. Yeah, it's a fascinating watch, isn't it? Yeah, the Seagulls, I know Shane Flanagan, when the Dragons had a hit out, said, you know, this is a team that, that can win the competition if Trebojevic is fit. And, of course, that, that's the big if, and that's been the case for Manly in the past few seasons. And, you know, maybe saying that to stir up the team that he was part of the coaching staff last year. I want to get your thoughts on, on the other two teams playing in Vegas, Mike, the Broncos and the Roosters. What's fascinating when the, the Telegraph did their coaches survey, they asked, now, who will your team meet in the grand final? The Roosters-Broncos came out on top ahead of the Panthers, which surprised me. It's a, a really interesting year for Brisbane, you know, how they recover from that grand final heartache, considering they had it, you know, one hand on the trophy, no Flegler, no Farnworth, no Capewell. It's going to be tough, isn't it, to replicate 2023? But then likewise, the, the Roosters, the news that this is the year that Manu's going to leave that Suali's going to leave, that perhaps Rhea Hargraves retires, perhaps Tupa retires. And it's almost like if they're going to win another comp, the Roosters, it has to be It has to be 2024. Yeah, with, the, with this generation, certainly. Like, I think um, I think the big question with the Roosters is how they turn up those five outside backs in the four that can actually take the field. Because, mm. you know, you've got Suali, who was, I think, an absolutely dreadful centre, but yeah, very good right winger. You've, yep. got, yeah, you've got Tupu, who's the top try scorer they've ever had. You've got Dom Young, who I think is close to the best winger in the world. I mean, I'm biased. I would have obviously yes. picked up my pommy, yeah. pommy brethren here. But, like, I, you know, in terms of finishing, in terms of yardage, all of that stuff, there's a little bit of polish needed. But yeah, if there's anywhere you'll get it, it's for the Roosters. And then, obviously, Manu's not going anywhere. Well, until next year. But, you know, he's not going anywhere from his spot in the centre. And Billy Smith, I thought, was really the difference in them becoming mm. good at the end of last year. Was, and just recommitted. Pretty much as soon as he came back in. And he's just re-signed. Yeah, so I really don't. I don't see how they work that out. And I'm really interested to watch the trials to see what they do with it because it'd be very cruel on Billy Smith, for example, if he didn't get picked. And I think if they go back to, to Elite in the centers and they've only got themselves to blame when it goes wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I think with the Roosters, if you look at that 1-17, to it is, it's so good. And I think last year they were, they were really badly affected by the World Cup. There's a lot of players go to the World Cup, but it took them a while to get going. Um, I, I wonder... 
how much of the decline, I mean, decline is a harsh word given how good James Tedesco was, but he wasn't at that height last year. And mm. I wonder if that is, it was a bad year or whether it's terminal. At his age, you always ask that question. Um, but yeah, and I think as well, Sam Walker, I, I rate him as one of the, you know, he's one of the best young players in the game and we forget how, how young he is. I think he was, he was what was missing for most of last year. And obviously they chose to leave him out for a bit and, and unfortunately got injured. But I think if he's, if he kicks on as, as I think he'll want to do, then they've got so much creativity there. And on, you know, him delivering the ball to those, that back line is going to be impressive. Uh, as for the Broncos, I, it's a very difficult one to call because I, if anything, I thought they made the grand final almost a year ahead of schedule last year. If you look yeah. at the age profile of their players, especially guys like um, Farmworth was better. Like he went to a different level. That I didn't, I would have mm. seen him hitting this year, if that makes any sense. Ezra mm. um, a mom, exactly. Yeah, mom's only, you know, he's only played, what, 40 games of first grade, yeah. something like that. And you, usually you wait between 50 and 75 before you say, like, this guy's a proper gun. Mm. And they actually had a whole cohort of players from the sort of anti Seabold era hit that last year with yeah. Carrigan, and yep. um, Payne Haas, Jordan Ricky, people like this. So, yeah, I wonder, though, because Flegler was so important to the way that that pack worked. He, he allowed Haas and Carrigan to play more minutes because of the way that he plays. So I wonder if they if they could find a player like him. And I just think Farnworth's an absolute gun. He was, in terms of, um, you know, when, if I get my big old spreadsheet out, he comes up at the top of pretty <laughs> yeah. much everything you'd want him to come at the top of. Yes. Again, another another Englishman of my head. <laughs> I know, I know. He yeah. grew up 15, 15 kilometres away from me in, in, in the countryside, actually. Good yeah, yeah, he's from a very small town called Blacko, kind of over the hills from where I'm from in Manchester. Yeah. But yeah, he... Uh, I think he he is an underrated. Like normally, you would say that losing the centre wouldn't be a massive problem, but he was so integral to the way they started sets. And I think it's going to be it's going to be difficult to replace that because he really was pretty elite at it. But then you know you look at that Broncos team, you think Reese Walsh one one more year in oh. Adam Reynolds if he can continue that. Like he's been a pretty good run for injury at the Broncos, which was obviously the major knock on him. At, South, yeah. so that he wasn't always on the field, and one year older, etc. If I was, if I was the opposition, I'd be trying to whack him in the first two minutes of every mm-hmm. single game and seeing how much he, uh, if he's, if he's, because uh, he often played when he wasn't completely fit, and you never know about it. So I'd be testing that one out pretty quickly. But I'll stick up for my third probably probably, probably of the conversation. But mm-hmm. Lee Brees, their, their attack coach, is, is the absolute best in the game yeah. as far as I'm concerned, and everything that you can see that he does. If you watched enough Super League, he was at Wigan the year before. They also scored most points in the Super League when he was their attack coach and I think he's always going to have a couple of ideas up his sleeve so it'll um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go because I think last year there was there was a clear one and two all year in fact there was probably a clear one and then there was a clear two and then there was a gap to everybody else yeah. whereas this year I think it's uh, the, the gap between say between everybody else and the very top two is not going to be as stark I can see being good, I can see the recent definitely being good, and he's never going to say Melbourne aren't going to be good. So. That's true. Yeah, That's it'll true. be really interesting to see. It will. Mike, we're out of time. Thank you so much. Comprehensive as always, and we'll read all your wonderful work in the raw.com.au. Thank you. Brilliant, mate. Thanks. There he is, Mike Millwood, the editor of the National Rugby League, uh, well, the raw.com.au. Check it out.